Braddock. <laughs> Hello and welcome to This Is Not A Green Room, Flu Edition. Everybody's sick or getting over being sick. This is the grossest, grossest job you could ever have besides working in a kindergarten. We're all going to get sick. Uh, If you're a regular listener, you know that what's going to happen is we have comics coming in, comics going out, hop on, hop off. Uh, They will be sharing their very exciting opinions about really boring topics, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Or this could go really wild. You never know. Um, But starting off, we have Mike Cannon and H. Foley. Okay, so this is a question that (laughs) Amelia just asked me. uh, Do you like to go by Henry? Because you always say H. Foley. Uh, Personally, yeah, whatever. Do you mind called Henry? Of course, no. Uncle Hank? Uncle Hank, Hammer, anything. You know what? Hammer? I'm gonna blame my my sickness on Emilio because <laughs> oh, yeah? I think I got it in Atlantic City Comedy Club. I just pulled a fucking lever for one of the slot machines and caught full blown AIDS. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. Right, <laughs> right outside the Kiss Kiss Cafe. But I wasn't there. <laughs> I know, but it's so your how place. How did I get you sick? <laughs> you sent Russ to give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us is our owner Emilio Savone. Oh hello. Hey. Wait, were you guys just talking about Henry or H or yeah, Foley's name? Yeah. I asked that earlier. I said, do we call Henry Hen- H? Henry I mean, amongst H- us, anything. I just call you Foley. Yeah, Foley, yeah, Henry. Foley-to. I'm not like that. I just go by H. Foley <laughs> because of when I was a kid, I had this plaque hanging above my crib that some one of my cousins did for my grandfather. <laughs> With and the I'm H. Foley and your frosted tips, you look like you're trying to escape your past. <laughs> <laughs> there was a kid who lived above, uh, across my dorm. And I don't want to talk about it. And we call, and everyone called them H. And I thought, cool, H. And I was like, what does H stand for? And they're like, hardcore. I'm like, I'm never calling no. oh, I thought you were going the and heroin route. Yeah, okay. like, oh, that's for heroin. Straight shot. And we found him dead one night and put two and two together. <laughs> no, of course, anything. Have, have we addressed Mike's hat on this yet? Oh, yeah. It's a lovely hat, Mike. Emilio. Well, that's why you got, it's got to be addressed. If you'd like to explain, it's a newsboy hat that I, uh, that I bought like in it? Atlantic City. I love it. And also, it doubles with some, uh, some ear coverage. Ooh. Uh, I like it the other way. That's It gives it yeah. a whole different look when you put it's, the it's ears down. It's not that great of a hat, but i got to tell Sherlock you, it's something Holmes. that I'm going to be really I'm stuck on it. Why is Leitman You went from pictures? Boardwalk Empire to Rain Man in like two seconds. <laughs> oh, wow. Part of it? He He's takes pictures now? Yeah. Sort of. I never, I don't think I've ever seen you post a picture of this, ever. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I didn't know he had a phone, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, they're also all in his dark room with bullseyes <laughs> over certain faces. <laughs> yeah, that's the... <laughs> I picture you having a dark room. That'd be great. Dan just puts on Who lipstick and jerks himself <laughs> off while, while that developing red light. photos. <laughs> You'll all be dead soon. <laughs> I call this one Rachel. <laughs> oh, don't drag me into it, please. You're in. You're in deep. Are you in. kidding me? So, so Rachel, did you talk about your saucy dick pic that you got, or was that was that you? <laughs> Is or that what we're that... talking about today? Oh, why not? Because oh, we're gonna toss that, that in. Oh, that. Did I show you this? Yeah, the absolute fucking <laughs> Yule log you were sent in your iMessage. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. Big PP. It was unbelievable. Good it dick. It was outrageous. It was definitely. Sent apropos of nothing, it so it was a bit aggressive. It was the day after I met him, like in the midst of a bunch of other pics, and yeah. he was just, oh, sorry, 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 I didn't mean to send that. Whoopsie. Oh, get out of here. I snuck a yeah. picture of my 13-inch penis in there. I know, it was terrifying. My B. <laughs> it was terrifying. You saw was there any, me? Let me ask you a question. show anyone? I Me too. I'm not really familiar with the with the, the dick pic situation. I've obviously never sent one. Um, might have received a couple though. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but did you? Was this? It's not even more more so that it's the. Was it? Were you guys talking sexy or whatever? Not at all. Or was all. just out of the blue? Out of There's the, guys still doing the that next in this morning day and age. after I met him. Yeah. 
the it's next crazy. morning. It's a good but it was move. like in between other messages, right? It was in between other <laughs> random, just regular clothed pictures. Imagine if it was by mistake, and this entire time you're just really holding it against them, and he's freaking out. He had this whole plan to run for like city counselor. Or something. Oh man! I will say this: what was jarring, and I've obviously seen my fair share of every race's penis in porn that I've consumed. But what was jarring about his penis in particular is that it was the exact same tone 100% of the dick. Like, it was just the same color. There was no hue difference. There was no even, like, gigantic green vein or anything that could, like, differentiate. Green vein. You know, you sometimes see a white dick and it looks like a toucan beef or beak. There's, like, you know, the shaft is, I'll like, I'll give you a little brown. blue in the vein and maybe a little bit pink or a little bit red yeah, on the tip. whatever. But... I mean, I threw green in there just for fun. But, yeah. you know, it was 100% the same color. And it, it looked as though it was, like, taking one of those ladles of soft chocolate and just, like, <laughs> <laughs> Someone had a dick pic a couple months ago that we actually determined was not a real dick. It was some sort of kind of like sculpture or apparatus oh, or that's whatever. Fun. It was too perfect. That's how we fit. we like just kept being like, "There's something." Maybe this was that dick. Not Maybe. quite right. I told him. I said, "What did you say?" I was like, "Listen, you clearly sent this to some other thought pocket, and it worked for you before." But I that's thought that's pocket. crazy. So I said, <laughs> that's pretty good. I said, that's I'm gonna have I'm gonna have I'm gonna have so much fun with this at work tonight. And he said, What? You're gonna show it to people at the job? He's like, That's so fucked up. Oh, I'm it's okay, I'm not ashamed of my body. And I'm telling you, mm -hmm. this dude sent me essays upon essays upon essays. Yeah, almost as like, fucked up as sending an unsolicited pic of your penis. Wait, so <laughs> he was saying, Please don't show anybody this? Well, he he did at first, and then he's like, well, You know what? I'm not ashamed of my body, Good so it's him. fine. How can anyone nowadays send a How can they ever send a dick pic, but now? Like in this. I think it climate. because it's one of those things where, like, the same with fucking street harassment it like the times that it works ruins it for everyone so now that one percent of time that has worked and gotten some chicks been like i have been waiting 19 years for a dick pic and i can't believe somebody finally sent me one it's the same exact thing of those stories like oh yeah my, my dad called my mama hoe on 125th and now they've been together for 48 years like, cat, calling, <laughs> cat calling could never work i would assume dick pics work sometimes but i assume there's probably a dialogue going on about that not just a random out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, Is it random? Does that ever it's work? Totally random. Was I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm gonna I send guess. you a dick Think? pic tomorrow. No, I know people. That and you're like, sure. For. And you're like, send me dick pic. And it was kind no, of a dare. Next thing you know, bang. Dick no, pic. it was clothed pictures. Schlong, more clothes whoa, whoa, pictures. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't say, it's too embarrassing. <laughs> I'm gonna guess you meant it's here. It's too embarrassing. No, no, no I didn't mean it here. though, it's great. <laughs> I can't say, I feel like such a loser. Oh, hold on, back this up before I have to go. You were sending pictures back and forth? No, he started sending me pictures of no. himself, and he thought, I guess, I was gonna start sending him pictures. Did you send any pictures back to him? No. Are you taking a picture of me and sending it to him? Yes. Do you want H. Foley or Henry to show you his penis while you're taking a picture? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. That was a joke. No, but I, I, I said, listen, I'm showing this to every, and I did. I showed it to everybody here, and it was a great time. I mean, if you're going to send Rachel, it, let me you ask you something. Hmm. If we weren't in a podcast or you didn't have a microphone, would you tell us where you met this guy? Yeah. If there was no mic in front of your face right now, would you tell us? <laughs> I'm turning this over to Daniel. If you want the show to take off, you better like start sharing some illicit fucking details. Of me, me Foley's being leaving a because you won't tell us the truth. <laughs> He's way too young for me, number one. Oh, how old is he? And Holy? I was, no, the guy. Oh. And I was trying not to be a snob and be judgmental about where he worked, because normally I would be. Oh. Normally I have a bunch of requirements, but I was like, you know what? Eh, fuck it. You might and send me a dick pic, why not? 
<laughs> and then it was just the biggest mistake of my life. Where so, does he work? Foot Locker and he's 19? Fucking Dwayne Reed. Oh, There's so nothing what? Wrong That's with great. Reed. There's a lot. He There's a lot wrong. There's a lot wrong with Dwayne Reed. Like a local pharmacy. But, Dwayne but I Reed can't is go in Dwayne Reed now by my house. There's one right around the other corner. I'm sure. The way you say Dwayne Reed should be punishable by death. I can't even go to Dwayne Reed by my house. That was like unacceptable. (laughs) How old is this child? A child. Is he? He was a child. Oh no. Is he 21 or older? Older than 21. But you know how old I am, so it's ridiculous. Rachel is 65 years old. So to do. That's fine, Rachel. Yeah, you hold your mic up to your mouth. Do I too much? So when so it's too date? far away. There is no next date. I have since blocked him. Well, if he's a twenty-five-year-old kit guy mm-hmm. working at Dwayne Reed, he just moved he here kinda, from he down south. You should expect a dick pic. Oh, he, he should, just he moved should, here. He Give him some leeway. Let I'm him saying. establish like, a life in the big here city. From down south. <laughs> this guy. Whatever. In between job. I'm sure down south have the same rules of dick pics. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a whole different world. I got news for you. That kid's a success story. Granted, coming from the south, he is courageous to send his dick to a white lady. (laughs) That fucking guy has made it. That has has broken up a few towns. That very instant. He's gonna win his like high school reunion. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? He's he's in New York sending dick pics to old white ladies. Most likely Uh, to succeed. No, but the most entertaining was all the the essays of text messages that came after that he said he thinks we knew each other in a past life. Oh, of course he did. Yeah, it was like insanity. (laughs) I mean, like it was just so insanity. Of like, There's no part of it's like I'm a little intrigued. No, stop. No. She said that she Amelia would be, wants to go out with this guy. She would now. be frightened. <laughs> Is he available? She apparently would be frightened in terms of what his his penis would do to her innards. It would stir her up like an ambrosia yeah, salad. It was that large. It's it was terrifying. Insane. I'll show you. Maybe the angle. Nobody caught my ambrosia mm. salad. No, reference. this was, was this great. was more than angle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're so intrigued by this. This is not just good lighting. That was like, oh, that will destroy someone. I just love how these podcasts always feel like it turns into like a a little session with you, Rachel. Like a little therapy session. I'm a fucking basket case. It's fine. Green room. Rachel Have you met any new guys though to like, you know? I have, but I'm not going to talk about it because they oh, might come be decent. On. They See, might be decent guys. But Rachel, oh, do you know? Okay. All right. You're telling me you're taking these courses. You're telling me you want the podcast to do well, and you're willing to what give zero. I don't know. You're giving <laughs> zero information. How did Howard Stern get famous? He was an open book, 100% allowed everybody into his world. Do you not Fucking think flood in flood the market just with the information? Of times that you have been on this podcast, yeah. I have not told everything about myself. No, you just you just withheld. That was the other day. What? That was the other day. When? You knew about it. Oh, the dick pic, yeah. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> I thought you weren't high. Oh, no, I wasn't. I just got mixed in the... I got lost in the middle of that. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait. wait. Um, yeah. You know, no, I think fu- she's saying she just met this new decent guy the other day, so yeah. she's not ready to talk about it. Oh, I'm not trying to... Yeah. I there, get, might, yeah. Also, there might not up. be anything wrong or interesting about them. Yeah, but how'd you meet? Where'd you go? I would like to hear about I the mean, dates. I mean, we already had a whole Tinder discussion here, okay. so I haven't... So you met him on Tinder. I met him on Tinder. Man, that's awesome. I wonder what that's like. Daniel, when was the last dick pic you've gotten? <laughs> you know, can I self-send? <laughs> <laughs> All righty, then. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dan looks like the kind of guy that like BCCs his mom just to make sure it's a cool pick. <laughs> mom, just let me know. Did this come out okay? That's my boy and his schmeckle. Good for you, Daniel. <laughs> 
You didn't even say schmeckle right. I said schmeckle. What kind of Jew are you? Come a on. horrible one. <laughs> Does this mic work? Jesus Christ. Is oh my God, speak? this is really allowed to speak? Allowed yeah. to speak. <laughs> there was a Yo, really... Daniel just looked at you as if you were an abusive boyfriend, like <laughs> grabbing the mic, almost like, is it okay? Is it okay? Should I do it? Is it okay? Does, 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 does Daniel ever get involved? Or is he? Is this like the first time someone's given him a mic? A little bit. We yeah. sometimes throw him the ball here and there, but you know, mostly he's supposed to be like taking pictures and kind of in the background. But let's bring him on. Let's, I let's would get love to, to get to the bottom of what your social life looks like. Oh, it's a train wreck. <laughs> what do you mean? How so? Like, are you going out it's... outside of comedy, or are you just like you're in this grinding, doing nothing else? Uh, grinding and movies. Okay. He loves enough. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. How, how, oh, did you, yeah, do you go to the theater, what, once once a week, you'd say? Once, twice a week, yeah. Wow. Nice. And do you, got the movie pass. Oh, beautiful. Are yeah. you solo movies, or do you bring people? Uh, a mix. A mix. I he like going with, movies dolo also. He goes with fucking Chico all the time. I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Oh, what an, what an odd couple. It's, it's like fucking <laughs> autistic Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> who's Calvin, know. who's Hobbes? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Well, he's taller, so I guess he gets to be Hobbes just by, you know... You know, the Globe was back. Isn't the Globe that old porn theater? I love that fucking bar. That's my favorite bar in this area. Yeah? The Globe, because it's always, like, there's always people there, but it's never packed. It never feels like you can't breathe, and Patty's yeah. is a huge panic attack every single time I go there. Just the walls are literally closing in as each person piles in. Oh, we've definitely, that's the difference between being the performer and being working here. Like, there are so many times that Reg and Courtney and I will go down there, and we'll just keep walking, because we'll look, and there's like one lonely guy mm -hmm. at the bar, and we're like, Aww. nope, we're not signing up for whatever he's doing. Really? That's yeah. something, that guy, I'd sit right next to him and start picking his brain. Probably, it, <laughs> probably is that guy, he's wearing a different oh, hat that I night. I fucking love it. Dude, there's this bar called Bailey's in uh, in Bluffout, where, I, where I'm from. And I had never been there really during the day. It's always like kind of a post-high school basketball game hangout. It's also like, you know, like an old kind of towny bar for people right after they get off work that don't ever want to see their wives. And so I went there on like a Tuesday at 4 p.m. once with three of my friends, and it literally looked like Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons. Five just fucking asleep drunks on the bar. There's like, you know, a guy telling everybody what it's, you know, how it is and how the world works. And it's like, oh, my God, I wish I could fucking film just and like bottle the absolute loserdom in this place just so I can just sniff it every time I even think of having a drink. <laughs> Daniel, do you know what, have you ever felt that way of what Mike's talking about right now? Nope. Never? Never. Well, Daniel, you've never done a drug or anything, no. right? Also, Daniel. Have you ever had hold liquor? Hold the mic to your mouth. Uh, what? Hold the mic to your mouth. <laughs> oh, like he's never been on stage. Like, yeah, really. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no. It's funny how there's almost entirely comedians on this podcast, and so many of them are terrible at holding the mic anywhere. Yeah, it is odd. I mean, if Nathan's on the show, you kind of understand well, why that effect. happens. But, yeah, but the majority oh my God. of people. Speaking of drugs, oh. not to derail from late movie, how much do you love Percocet, Nathan McIntosh? Oh, it's great. Oh. I want it to be. Uh, I want it to be around for the long haul. I want him to get a real <laughs> hardcore problem. Why, what was was he like? Did he break he's something? Got whiz, yeah, wisdom teeth out. But okay. he's just been writing the greatest statuses ever. I was such. That a... I'll end with. I'm on Percocet. <laughs> I was such a dickhead when I got my. I got my wisdom teeth out. Took the Percocet or whatever I had that day. Uh, the next day I had to go back to Geneseo, so it was like a five and a half, a half hour car ride. Me and my friend John smoked two blunts with a fucking, I have full stitches in all four sockets. Every hit I was taking, I was gargling Gatorade so I wouldn't get dry socket. Like that's how committed I was to drugs. 
And then I never did any of the pills again. I just sold them until I did one while I was on Coke and I took one of these pills. I had sex with like the hottest girl I had sex with in college. And I was like, it, it was lasting forever. I was like, I'm fucking killing this. This is the best. My name's going to spread throughout the campus. <laughs> was this during the steroids days too? No, this is after. But I looked at, but I was like, I was in really good shape. But I looked down and my dick wasn't even in her. It was like this fucking <laughs> awful, like wet noodle slug off to the side. Somehow she had zero clue. We're both on so much fucking drugs. And I literally, I think Gilbert Gottfried has a joke about this, but I didn't even know. I took my dick and I like braced it against my, or I took my finger and braced it against my dick and like splinted it and just fucking like pushed rope inside of her and like pretended oh. to finish four minutes later. And I was like, that's and my time, and everybody. And your, and your finger can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah then, my, then my finger spit up. You know, so I'm, Daniel, has that wait, ever happened to, to you? To, oh God, no! Never taken a drug in my life. No shit. Yeah. Oh man, you and I should hang. Oh yeah. I'll, 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 I'll tell you about the penis that. splinter. Have you ever done the penis splinter that Mike did? Nope. I'm not no. even clear as to what I'm that is. I'm proud to say I have not. The finger would so, just yeah. block out everything. Did I listen? did hear it, but I didn't know <laughs> the, it was like the, the second Rachel her penis shut down. So you know how like when people when people break their arm. You put a oh, splint, you straighten splint it out. Is, yeah, yes. I put oh, my splint. finger. Sorry, not a splinter. Splinted That's my penis next to my finger, so like it had some sort of, of like back post. Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> like the leg of a baby bird. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like somebody who literally snaps baby birds' legs. <laughs> 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 just I just goes wanted from to pet the bunny. <laughs> I don't think I've never heard you laugh. <laughs> I've never heard such joyous laughter from I've never heard that in my life. I love Daniel. He's great. Yeah. Well, on another note, I'm a little curious about something. Mm. When you first started doing stand-up, and even you, Emilio, before you started owning comedy clubs, did anyone try to talk you out of doing stand-up? Not one person. Not one person? Not one person, no. Everybody, uh... Everybody was supportive. Yeah, I mean, my dad... My dad was, like, not supportive. He just kind of took credit for it. <laughs> like old Kevin. Yeah, like, like, he was just being a piece of shit. It's the same way how, like, two of my uncles now, or my un one of my uncles now does stand up. One of my uncle, one of my other uncles did it twice and was like, ah, I beat the game. And then my dad went back to <laughs> acting since I started gaining even, like, a modicum of, of, of you know, you success. Hope. No. It's the opposite of fucking support. It's if this fag can do it, I can do it. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> we got an email from our info email from a Kevin Cannon no asking shit. if he can uh, get an audition here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, goes, I honestly wouldn't older. be surprised. I'm in my 50s. Oh. Is your dad in his 50s? No, he's in his 60s. He said he was 55. in his 60s. 63. The guy said he was 63. Yeah. And uh, you want... Okay. You can tell him well, he, looks like a, he looks like a fucking melted school eraser. I love how during, during uh, <laughs> Cannon's album, he like had very specific instructions not to let him Keep in him the, the fuck out, because that's the last time I spoke to him, actually, because he didn't come to my album recording either 7 p.m. or 9.15 because he had a uh, community theater play that day at no, 2 p.m. No, then he was like, I'm going to come. Night. And then you're like, don't even come. No, he started this whole thing trying to gaslight me and make it a big thing about him and try to get me to his play before I went to my album recording. And then after I was like, well, no, all right, then fuck you. Forget it. Don't come. That's fine. And he's like, and then like, you know, 30 minutes later, he's like, I mean, I'll come. And I'm like, I absolutely <laughs> don't want you to come because my first time ever headlining Caroline's, he said in the front row we hadn't spoken in like six years at that point Aww. and he sat in the front row and any time that I would like make reference to him even if I was shitting on him he'd like point to himself and be like that's me 
that's me. Like just classic narcissist trying to soak in any fucking attention possible. You know, oh, he's a real sack of shit. Oh, that sucks. Okay, I'm up now. Cool, I have a gun bit that they're gonna love. You always wanted to open your own comedy club? Uh, oh, um, well, I mean, I think it's different um, when you're trying to be a comic versus trying to open a club. You're probably going to get a little more support when you're trying to open a club, I would think. Because, hmm. you know, if you're trying to be a comic, like oh, support from who? Your, your family? Your family, friends. All right, family, right? If you tell your family, hey, I want to become a stand-up comic, you know, or an actor or anything in the arts, I mean, I think most, probably 90% of families out there are concerned with, are you going to make money? Are you going to... You're going to be able to succeed. You're going to be able to provide whatever the case is. Uh, when we opened the comedy club, we had a lot of support. The street team stuff before the comedy. That's, that's when. What you did that's when first. people looked at me like I had seven heads. <laughs> that that was the humbling stuff. I and mean, that, that that was coming from a corporate job and 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 running into people that I'd gone to college with in the street and then being like, "What the hell are you doing out here?" Holy Thinking shit. I was like yeah. essentially begging for money which i guess in some way we were <laughs> so that that was the humbling thing and but that's is that where the, what you knew you wanted eventually i don't think so i think i was just sick of the corporate grind and and i was looking around everyone at my age and, and people five years ahead of me and i thought i don't want to go that route i'll figure it out on my own what's interesting is now i think people are, are the people who were skeptical and people who weren't supportive of what i was doing well now they're all on board you know so you, of course kind they of, are but and but you know I, I but you know it's again I don't think anyone was not I don't think anyone was not supportive it was just they were a little more like what are you doing you know shaking their heads and now they're much more transparent about it. they're like dude we thought you were just fucking crazy we didn't know what you were thinking <laughs> so you know but again you're you're when you're in your early mid twenties you're supposed to take risks you're supposed of to course. do stuff like that so yeah opening the comedy club a lot of support um, doing the, the street team stuff not much support. Um, from family always, but from just the people around me, um, support, I guess, yes, it was support. It was just uh, skepticism, let's put that one. Yeah, I mean, people always have their two cents. Dave, I didn't even know you did comedy yeah, until man. the other day. Yeah, <laughs> did you Did you always have people supportive of you? Um, yeah, yeah. And how long have you been doing it? Uh, probably about 10 years now, to be honest. Huh. But, you know, I had a fear of not being able to support myself so i started a business mm. i've been you know just working and doing it as a passion and an artistic outlet but now i see all these people actually doing it and like really putting it all out there on the line yeah. and you know it, it's inspiring this is a, this is kind of cool right because dave is uh are we, are we allowed to talk about like what's going on tonight here uh -huh. That's dave, a dave is gonna audition <laughs> Dave is auditioning here oh, at the club tonight. Watch out. So how, yeah. how, how, one, I didn't even realize that you were auditioning until I think this morning when you texted me, um, <laughs> which is awesome that you're auditioning. What, how, what, like, what are you feeling right now? Like, Daniel, okay, if you have an audition, right, are you nervous before the audition? A little bit, yeah. Are you excited? A little bit of both, yeah. Um, I'm just happy that I can do it and not be part of a bringer. Okay. Because those suck. Yeah. Do you bring a lot of people when you do bringers? I try to bring as few people as I can. Good. Don't ever book him on a bringer. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't book bringers. Yeah, we don't do yeah. bringers anymore, unfortunately. Amy is uh, I mean, this is almost a bringer. I mean, I think uh, I invited like five or six people, one of which is the CEO of my new company. So there's a chance Ooh. I don't have a job tomorrow. Wow, no one told great. you to do that, my friend. That I know, I know. I told him, he's like, oh, when are you going on next? I'm like, uh, tomorrow. It's like, so, oh, I'm coming. No, but or, this is, or it could solidify your job. No, yeah, no, but this definitely. is kind of an interesting thing, right? Because one, like, you know, you, you do, you work here, mm-hmm. right? Um, you do a bunch of stuff here. So you know everyone, at, you know all the staff, you know Amy on a totally different level than most comics. Most comics are terrified of Amy. I'm terrified of Amy. <laughs> um, so you, you're, you're clearly not terrified of her. And you seem like, like this is weird. Like you work here, but yet you're about to audition for her. Well, um, you know, A, I, I think prepared. it's better that, she's um, not, that he's not terrified of her because he'll probably be more relaxed. Yeah, but maybe I mean, you should be terrified. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding, Dave. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm scared. Thanks, Amelia. You're All so right. terrifying. This whole podcast. <laughs> no, but I really want to know, like, what, what's going? Like, what do you like? Again, I'm never done stand up. I, I did one open mic just because I felt like I had to because I'm in this world. But I have no interest in doing stand up. <laughs> you work here. That. You see it all going on. And yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to have some fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know that I have some jokes that work. And I can go fill up five minutes and get a couple chuckles at the very least. And worst comes to worst, she tells me never to come back. <laughs> well, until Thursday. Right, exactly. To right, yeah, I need to work. Right. Cool, man. <laughs> not nervous at all. I like it. Yeah, hanging out. I mean, should I be? Am I not that funny? <laughs> no, you should no. totally not be nervous. No, 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 no I'm totally kidding. I actually don't no, know you if should you're totally funny. not be nervous at all. No. But like, you know, my, like, my, like on car, my wife does stand up and she does improv. And, you know, obviously just being around a co- comics a lot, like, you know, like you're again like most people when they're auditioning like you seem to be very chill very easy I like it and you know A I I think I crack people up on a regular basis when I'm just being myself and being that so I think um, and being that I work here they actually let me go on late night regardless which is a little fucked up sorry Amy Um, but I went on Sunday and Oz is fired yeah I did (laughs) you know I I, and I did very well Rachel you know what I mean and it kind of of course. So, I have a question for you when you're done. But. Sure. But let me ask Amy really quick. Yeah. Is it strange for you to be, you're going to assess someone who works here regularly and in a bunch of capacities too? Because you yeah. know, Dave will be in our office too you know, well, once Dave a is, week. Dave is different because most of the time if it's someone that I'm assessing that already works here, they are an intern or they are doing the phones and they specifically took that job so that they'd have that opportunity. It's a stepping stone into performing here is why they agreed to do whatever thing they're doing like dave has actual skills of the things <laughs> thank you that he does so it's like it's a it's a different relationship it's different it's well i think it's also beneficial because having that relationship with you you're going to be more inclined to give him actual real criticism and want him to get better rather than if some new schmageggy comes on and he bombs <laughs> and then you're like ah fuck it and i don't have to see him again no, I actually like feel really compelled to give everybody pretty specific feedback. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like uh, you know, like you came here and you did an audition and you put you know your time aside. And if it's one of the Saturday afternoon auditions, they do bring people to the audition usually. And so you know, you have friends that came to see you and they watched the whole show. And it was you know, this was a big deal. Of I'm not just going to write and you know a one sentence like sorry, not what I'm looking for. And I think, I mean, it's partly for my own benefit, too, but it, I do feel like, you know, you did this thing, you put yourself out there. I should tell you specifically what you did wrong or what was lacking or what I'm looking for that just wasn't there. Uh, both, again, because you did all, you put yourself out there, but also for me, because, like, 
if you don't, comics are crazy people. And literally a week later, they'll email like, all right, can I come back? I got new jokes. I like, I have people all day long. I am answering. I had to answer someone yesterday who was just like, came in an audition maybe a month ago. Uh, I'm a couple now. And I wrote back, great, uh, you know, this and this, and you could work on this, et cetera, et cetera. Could you um, reach back out to me in late summer? Emailed yesterday and said, all right, I'm ready to come back. And I was like, this is 100% not even beginning of summer. Uh, you're going to have to wait. It is also outrageous but, to me because I hear everything. Yeah. The amount of shit that these comics talk about that don't get booked here, that feel that they deserve to be booked here on a regular basis. And I just like, I don't get how your ego is that inflated to where you feel like I just deserve this because I think I'm that great. But you have to, I mean, you have I to have that delusion to, to do this. For sure. Like there's, there's no way you get past the second year of doing comedy. If you are not deluded enough to think you deserve everything you don't have. Otherwise you would just quit and get a real job. Right. Like if you look around, like that's why I don't perform is like, I knew where I was at, you know what I mean? Like I'd been around comedy enough and I could rank myself compared to other people. I could see mm. who was progressing, how I was progressing. I also just knew the entire first year, everybody else I knew was like going through these, like I'm killing this open mic. Everything's the best. I'm the greatest comic ever. I'm the next Bill Hicks. And I just, every time was like, well, that was mediocre. That was terrible. This was me. You know what I mean? Like, mm. so I think you need to have that delusion of, I'm better, I'm better than that guy, I'm better than that girl, I'm better than this person, I deserve everything. And not even like, what, most to just of the time- just get enough balls to be on stage? Yeah, just to keep you, that's like the fuel that keeps yeah. you moving forward in this insane industry that's changing all the time. There's no goalposts. You might one day have sort of like won something, you know, like you might be like, all right, I've achieved something. I have like my flag planted right here and then, the club that you're passed at gets a new owner or a new booker and you're out or the TV show that you, you know, that you got booked on is no longer like hip and cool and matters. Nobody cares. Or it, you know, it goes all the way to pilot and then it doesn't, it's not a go. So it doesn't count. It's not a real credit. You know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. there's just so much shifting sand that you have to be powered by delusion. Mm, oh no, it. I hate myself. So <laughs> <laughs> no confidence at all. But I mean, you have to have some. To be able to even get up there, it takes a I, ton of confidence. Have you seen me on stage? Yes! I don't know if it, I don't know if, well, you know, I don't know if you necessarily, again, I'm not a comic, but like, uh, I feel like you don't necessarily need confidence, you just gotta be open to being, to being vulnerable almost on stage. Like, you can be very unconfident, but if you can convey that unconfidence while you're on stage, it can be funny, mm -hmm. and turn it into something funny. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like Woody Allen, um, you know, he literally throws up before every time he goes on stage. Really? Daniel's yeah. got a little Woody uh, Allen I mean, thing going. Totally. For sure. and yeah, well, in more ways than yeah, one, really. right, Daniel? Fuck you. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Good but, night, everybody. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about stand-up comedy. It's not like you don't have to fake anything. You know, if you're unconfident, then fine, be unconfident. You know, but just be funny. Take whatever it is that you're feeling and be on fun. You know, be funny on stage. Whether it's your quirkiness, whether it's um, being you know neurotic or, or whatever the case is. You know what I mean? And then you start getting laughs, and then next thing you know, you start gaining some confidence, and that will give you a whole separate kind of edge. You know, I think at least. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but um, I have no idea. Oh, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm very excited to get criticized by Amy because I respect her opinion in comedy generally speaking and even if she thinks that she can't do it I mean her ability to assess that even these people we've never heard of before come into the place and 
kill it. But that's what makes you know what Amy mean? such an awesome. I assess, completely assess, agree, uh, which is why I'm looking forward to getting rated. Talent. And she loves comedy. Yes, you know, yeah. it's to, it's to be able to watch something and just clearly be able to say, I can't do that. I have an appreciation for that. I can't do that. Right. Lawrence Taylor, my favorite football player of all time, they asked him, why don't you ever get into coaching? He goes, because I can't understand why that player can't see what I'm seeing. And it bothers me. And I can't really convey to them how to do it the way I want to do it because he was this Hall of Fame football player, right? But sometimes the best coaches or the best bookers, the best people – you know, are the ones who never played a sport or never did stand up because they're looking at it differently. You know what I mean? And they're looking at it almost like a fan. Like, I'm a fan. I've been studying this from a fan's perspective. This is why I love comedy. This is why you're making me laugh. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think of it like, yeah, I'm a fan. Like, I'm booking shows I would want to watch. Yes. I'm not yeah, like. Exactly. Like, obviously, I do, you know, this is a business that we're running here, so I take things into account of, like, oh, are they a draw? Are they on TV? Do they have a popular podcast? Um, you know, whatever, when choosing amongst equals. But overall, you know, yeah, I'll take someone who has no TV credits and is going to kill 100% of the time right. over someone that's got some flashy whatever thing that's happening right now and is like, meh, okay, all right. Well, I mean, it, to me... Even just just working here, besides the podcast, I think it's unreal what you guys have done with this club. Mm -hmm. Like, before I started working here, I asked a comic, who I probably shouldn't name the name, <laughs> but they, I said, hey, what's up with New York Comedy Club? You know, I've never been there. What's it like? And they're like, it's a shithole. Don't go. Don't go. I mean, that's everybody. You can name the name. Artie <laughs> Fuqua. Um, but whatever. So and he then, was correct. But right. So then. He yeah, starts hearing might, about it, and look been. what happened. And then he comes in here in his fancy schmancy suit, and he's dying to be on stage now because of you guys. I've never seen anyone be able to turn a club around yeah. in, in, the, in the span of time that which you guys why, have. Which is why I'm excited for the Eastville. Oh, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. No. Everybody. Oh my God. Forget the last. Uh, Scott, maybe edit that out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's That's okay. Right. We'll it's, talk it's about kind that of an another open time. We'll talk yeah. about that another uh, time. Yeah, actually, we are we we are running out of time. Not just because. <laughs> We're, at, uh, We're not running verboten. out of the podcast because uh, no, but we do have to wrap it up. Uh, do you, uh, before we. Yeah. Do you guys remember the Larry Cur Curly Moe head bust? Oh, yeah, those oh creepy plaster. There's also a Lucille I have those in my, uh, my apartment. Oh, I... So You're sorry. more than welcome to come over anytime you oh, want to look at it. Them. Them. Right, right, no, right? no, isn't that Groucho Marx over there? Yeah, yeah, they're next door. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, All right. Thanks, Emilio. Uh, yeah, thanks, hey, thanks for, for having here. me, guys. So, I hope I didn't overtake... No, this is great. The, the Emilio direction. and Leitman show is awesome. This is an excellent episode. Daniel, we're starting a podcast, you and I. Okay. It's going to be called Stuck in the Basement. <laughs> <laughs> That's my autobiography already. And we also had on today Mike Cannon, who uh, has a great album out that he recorded here called I Think It Just Kicked In, and an awesome podcast called The Irish Goodbye Podcast. And Henry Foley, who uh, is part of Center City Podcast and is starting a new podcast with uh, Kevin Ryan also of that group and just put out a new web series called what is it we don't know we don't know oh I did it right all right <laughs> so again subscribe to us on iTunes give us a five-star rating send yeah. a screenshot of that five-star rating to podcast at New York comedy club.com and we will send you free passes to the club bye, guys. bye.